close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Ivory, and my guest today is Jenna DeGiuseppe, and she's talking about healing yourself through healing others. And before we get started, I want to say hello to my listeners in Mombasa, Kenya. Thank you for tuning in. I can tell you're telling other people because the numbers are going up so fast there. Uh, that's exciting. So thanks for being a part of the show and supporting it in this way. Um, I have to say, Jenna, first of all, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Ivory, for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I've known Jenna for years now, and I've watched Jenna just blossom. I've always felt like you were a strong person, but I've seen you really step into it and yeah. and really get so comfortable with yourself, which is huge. Yeah, which is part of my whole story is just finding comfort within myself and um, just being okay with who I am and showing myself to others, just the authentic person that I am. And it took a lot of work. Do you feel comfortable talking about like where you were, your starting yeah. point with this? Yeah. And I want to thank Ivory. I mean, Ivory is one of my first mentors and probably one of the first card readings I ever had was going to Ivory. And um, <laughs> I know it was a long time ago. And I remember, what is this card reading? Like I had no idea. And it was... Um, Ivory is one of those people that I go to when I just have questions and uh, I, it means a lot to me and it means a lot to have uh, me on your show today. So yeah, I was, um, yeah, I wasn't doing this before. I was just a stay at home mom and a wife and having a lot of struggles and not knowing why. Um, I suffered from horrible depression. I suffered, suffered from uh, panic attacks and uh, anxiety attacks constantly. Uh, I think there was now looking back, there was a message to be heard that I was not getting. And uh, I finally had a nervous breakdown in 2011 that caused me to really like take a look at who I was and what was going on in my life. And uh, I'm still trying to figure parts of that out. And the other parts was I wasn't listening to myself. I'd lost myself. And from then on, it was just getting out of situations that I was in. I was in a marriage that I didn't know at the time I should not have been in. And um, I, I was really lost and I didn't know where to go. And once that marriage ended, I was almost forced to start listening to myself and went back to school in my late 40s and started a whole new life. Well, I remember meeting you when you were still down quite low. I was really low. Feeling yeah. a lot of compassion for you and yeah. And uh, 
understanding where you were, you know, my story, very similar, a very long-term abusive relationship, marriage, and it just leaves you not really knowing who you are anymore, but it also leaves you as a blank slate to build upon. Yeah, it does. It does. And I don't think I ever got a chance to know who I was because I went from teenager basically to meeting my spouse and growing up in that already in that environment. And so when it ended quite abruptly, I had no idea what to do. And I'd relied on somebody else to make me feel worthy. And I wasn't even getting that. So it was trying to find out how to find worth just from myself. And as many years later as it has been, I'm I'm just now finding that. And I know that the business that I created with the help of so many people and Ivory being one of my mentors, without my business, I would not have grown as much as I've grown and and settled in and become okay with who I am. Going through a relationship, going through a situation like that, where you end up in this dark night of the soul. Yeah. Like when I reflect back on on that for me, I can see that like kind of like you said, I knew it wasn't healthy. I knew I should get out, but I just wouldn't. I was raised in the kind of household where like you get married and you stay married no matter what. And so I thought that it was my responsibility to make it work somehow. Yeah. And it wasn't. And so when it, when it broke up, like it was so painful and so shocking. And yet I felt like I was saved dodging a bullet. Yeah. You know, I don't think I felt that for so many years later. Um, I suffer from PTSD uh, diagnosed from uh, the abruptness of of the demise of that marriage. I was married for a long time. And uh, it took me years just to get past that constant. Like I know I've seen, I've called Ivory so many times, like I need a card reading because I was so lost. I just didn't understand. And I couldn't get out of that cycle. And it took, and it took me a long time. Uh, it took me a long time with not being depressed every day and not having a direction every day. And now what do I do? And I didn't plan on doing anything. There were moments where I didn't want to live anymore. There were moments that, thank goodness, I had children. Uh, they were grown children, but they were enough to get me through the day. I remember I was separated and I got puppies. I was like, what am I doing? Anything to keep me going. And um and then one day it just kind of finally started settling in. And uh, I think it was recent. I mean, all these years later, I think it was recent. I just saw an angel off to the left here, like Thank really you. bright. I, I thought, did I have my curtain open? Day. And I'm like, no, that was an angel right there. So there's no <laughs> source of light there. Well, we call them all in all the we time. We did. And yeah. I was just thinking about um, everything you're saying I can relate to. And I know there's so many people listening out there now who relate to that what yeah. you're describing, where you're just grasping onto any mm-hmm. reason to stay alive, anything to give you hope to keep you going. For me, it was my my daughter, my grandchildren, and my yeah. mother going, you can't die. If you do something, I just don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. I just am yeah. tired of the pain. Oh, my mom used to tell me, she goes, you're such a mess. You're such a mess. And I'm like, I know. Oh, I, I knew I was a mess. <laughs> I knew I was a mess. Uh, when people see me now, they're like, I cannot believe even my story. My And the story is a sad story. And it it took a toll on me. But the more I started working in, in what I do today, my story is not that much different than anybody else's story. There's a lot of people with the same story. 
And I think that that's what connects all of us as well. And most of us are healers in our own right. Like we're all this into this woo-woo or intuitive world. We're all coming from the same spot. So all the people that said, you should write a book on how to survive being, you know, in a narcissistic relationship. No, we've already, all of us have done it. We've, that's what's brought us here. It really has. Do you find clients coming to you who've been through similar relationship situations? Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I mean, my practice is not that old, but I notice as I grow, I start vibrationally inviting in the people who I I just went through the same scene. So for a long time, it was like every divorced woman was coming to me or every woman who needed a divorce attorney, knowing that I probably had one for them. It was, uh, it was humorous for a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, same story, same story. And I'm like, when is it going to change? And then as I shifted, my clientele shifted. And then it it just happens that way. And it's always amazing. Right now I'm vibrationally attracting what I'm, I've been working on. And so it never surprises me. It's amazing to me. I just remember laughing and going, well, maybe the reason I went through what I went through is so I could help people. But now I understand it really is about your vibration. Like once you start healing, then your clientele shifts with you. It and does. you start getting people who are in a different place in their life path, their healing journey, which is yeah. a reflection of you. You know, you if you can't see it yourself, you can see it in your clients. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. As I as as I grow, my business shifts and grows. Sure. And that just sends out the vibration. You know, you're asking source, universe, God to send you like-minded people. Well, they have to match me to be like-minded. Yes, they do. I was just told to say, send me people of the light who are ready to be helped, who want my assistance. I I use the word God. I say, God, send me those people who just need my gift. It doesn't matter what the gift is that day. You know, it could be be my gift of gab. Uh, It could be the wisdom that I've, you know, accrued. It could be energy healing, whatever they need. I'm here to serve those people who need me. What, talk a little bit about what you're doing now. What is your business? I mean, I know, but yeah, sure. you know, sometimes it's a whole mystery to me as well. Um, I morphed just who I was. I kept on thinking to myself, like, what can I say my business is? So if you look at my website, it says Reiki and sound. Uh, I'm a sound healer. I love it. It's not just about playing bowls for me. It's just not about playing a gong. Uh, I have a relationship with my tools. Uh, and it sounds silly to people who don't understand that, but every single one of my bowls has a personality. My gong knows how to help me. And I talk to them like they're angels. And so I'm a sound healer. I'm a Reiki master teacher. So I teach Reiki at least four times a year. And I love the word Reiki because there's something something endearing about the practice to me. Yet I am trained in a couple of other energy healing modalities. So I morphed everything together. There's almost no right or wrong. I'm a life coach and a mindfulness coach. And whatever is supposed to come through is 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 supposed to come through for that client. Do that for you. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm glad you're doing that because for most people, like I think I probably told you at one point, like I really agonized over am I supposed to focus on my on my psychic <laughs> readings or mediumship on my angelic work and the angels are like why do you have to decide yeah the same is true I yeah. like the variety I like the variety about whatever's supposed to show up that day and what I wanted to create was my authentic self I'm basically selling myself people come to me because they need 
a compassionate ear or a compassionate touch or energy that's coming from something that's greater than we are. And that's something that now I focus on is not, it's not from me, it's through me. And I act as a conduit to the source that is greater than we are. So girl, what you're doing is changing lives. And you know how I know that? I read all the reviews on your site one day, and this was quite a while ago. And I was like, wow, she is really touching people in a very deep, long lasting manner. Uh, you. Some incredible reviews on your website. Yeah. I want it. I'm giving to them what I probably needed myself. You know, that's what we do is as the word healers is that we're, we're really healing ourselves at the same time. And so I'm creating a space and I'm creating a person that people can go to. Cause I probably most needed that. And maybe I didn't get it. I think we all like where it's interesting. Like the majority of people don't know where to turn for the kind of help they need to get out of a dark night of the soul, no matter what the yeah. cause is. And then once they find it, they're kind of on a mission. Like then if they'd only had that sooner. And I think that can propel you into your own life purpose of making it easier on the next people to go through a situation, whatever it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be a relationship. No, no, whatever it is, whatever, wherever you fit and find your people or community or really connecting to you. And it, so I, I think that's my focus today. That's what I've grown into vibrationally today is yeah, we can go for the energy healing and we can repeat affirmations and we can be mindful and work out. But if we don't connect to who we are, like our soul, which lives in our heart, if we can't have compassion and love for ourselves, none of it works. I totally agree. And, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you work in the field of spirituality, you are a healer. You know, yeah. healing's not just about hands-on healing or being a doctor or a nurse healing is on so many levels. So I was really curious when we first were talking about like honing down to a specific topic to talk about. Right. And right. I wanted to know specifically, like, how do you think that healing your clients has healed you? Um, I love that. And I, uh, a great example. I when I first started this work, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm doing Reiki. I'm like, I think I'm doing Reiki. I don't really know what I'm doing. But I remember on the days that I was still low because I'm putting on this uh, happy performance for going through my own dark night of the soul, but trying to help others, trying to find my way. And I'd be at home with you know no clients. You start, and where are these clients magically coming from? So you're bringing in your friends or you're gifting sessions for people to know who you are. And I'd be like, I just need a session. And it wasn't so much that I needed the session. It wasn't it wasn't the money or having a client come through. It was so that I could feel the same thing. Because as conduits, as energy healers, we're just a conduit to a source that is so much greater than us. And I needed to feel that same thing. And then, of course, as we're talking to our clients who are coming in with my same story, they're triggering me. I'm triggering them. We're learning from each other. As they were growing, I was growing. I was learning about myself as I'm helping them learn about themselves. So there was nothing that I would have given them for homework or asked them to do that I wasn't going to do myself. And I think that it just changed who I was by just being in a community of even just clients. They were just my clients, but we shared so much. We shared so much energy. We shared the stories and I was getting healed from them 
just as it much ex- as it expanded your tribe, didn't it? It did. It did. I like, there's not a client that comes in, does, doesn't want to go have a glass of wine with Jenna. I'm like, I can't yeah. do it with everybody, but I appreciate all of you. But uh, you change, you change your tribe, you change your friends because you are now vibrationally somewhere else where people just don't get you anymore either. And that's no. okay. And that's no. all right. They don't have to get me anymore. Um, but you bring in like-minded. So you bring in people who you can have these same conversations with at dinner or, you know, out for the glass of wine that nobody else is having. I I completely understand what you're saying. I'm sure most of the people listening to the show and watching this right now yeah. absolutely get it. You know, I hear from so many people who don't have any kind of a tribe and um, looking for one. They're always, I'm always encouraging, you know, there's meetup.com. Let me just say that. So it's a great way to find your tribe. But it the is. other thing I want to talk about with Reiki is it, there's two things about your work that would automatically mean you're healing, doing your work to me. One is that Reiki, I mean, doing Reiki and teaching Reiki, you're receiving Reiki at the same time. It's like, you're giving it to yourself. And so you're healing, healing, healing on a daily basis. Yeah. And the other thing is sound healing. Sound so healing is one is the first thing that I started with, uh-huh. and as mm-hmm. singing, vocal toning, sound healing, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I still do that for myself, by the way, for varying things. But when you are listening to sound healing, you're the one doing it, but you're also listening to it, so that you're like bathed in this healing vibrations and I feel angels coming in just talking about this Jenna I love it and you know it's so funny I did not plan on being a sound healer I didn't plan on any of this right it just (laughs) I remember when I first started doing this Reiki you know searching for clients I started getting bored it wasn't from Reiki that I was bored there was something more that I wanted and it started with one bowl and a tuning fork and I was like oh oh okay let's try two bowls and two tuning <laughs> it turned into a craze. Uh, I do like tools. I have too many, but each one serves a purpose. It looks and like a crystal tuning bowl behind you there. You've got many bowls back there. Yeah. I think about 15 bowls and a couple of gongs and tons. I have everything. I love it all. You don't need to use everything on every person. Uh, you'll kill the nervous system. And that's the opposite of what bowls do. But I... I feel like the the bowls themselves it has helped me from not getting sick. Uh, very rarely am I sick. Um, my body feels better. I'm just, I am bathed in these awesome vibrations. And bowls, what they're trying to tell the body to do is work at the uh, same frequency that they are, right? It's trying to teach our nervous system to match the healthy vibration of these bowls. And so kind of shakes us up like a little snow globe inside can create a little bit of chaos at first, and then it all settles in. But being around the bulls every day, they're they're my angels back there. Uh, I know exactly who I need to hit when I first walk in. There you go. They're, they're speaking they're, to you. They speak to me all the time. I give them I give them thoughts and intentions. I tell them what to do, and I all I ask the client to do is just breathe and allow the bulls to do their jobs. People are so passionate about their crystal bulls, their sound bulls. You know, yeah. like everybody I know who has them and uses them, like is really attached to them, really passionate. Yeah. Yep. Even ones that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to use that one. Started out with white frostables. I'm like, I will never use these again. I'm now into the alchemy bowls. No way. I still love the frost. <laughs> I still love 
all of them. I'm going to sell all my bulls. Nope. Can't sell. There's just not, I cannot give up any of my people back there. And they are my frosted bulls. Didn't hold it against you. They stuck around. They still love me. They still (laughs) sing beautifully. Uh, They're hard to carry around. They don't get to travel as much anymore. (laughs) Broken many. Uh, but uh, they still have a place here and they, they still have a personality that wants to be, wants to be heard. Oh, absolutely. I used to go to a sound healing about every other week in Sedona that a associate of ours at Sedona Soul Sisters ran. And it was so good. Like I always felt like I had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. She would do sound bowls and play instruments, play harp, do some vocalization and I always felt like I had an out-of-body experience. I still want to come down when it's not hellishly hot in the Phoenix oh. area. Hey, and we've got go to one now. of your sound healings. <laughs> or you just come for a private one, and that would be lovely, too. There's be. nothing like having a sound healing that is just for you laying there. Because your body is speaking. Like, I watch the body. I see what it is releasing. And something customized just to you versus a room full of people. It's, it's just hitting bowls. It's possible. I have to be down in your area in, I think, early October for a a writer's conference. uh, I'll be waiting for you. I will set that up. (laughs) I'll be waiting. Yeah, It's a beautiful experience. And people who have not experienced sound healing, um, people who haven't experienced energy work and don't think of it as something that's necessary or beneficial. I always say, gosh, I feel so sad for them for not experiencing it yet. I just, just try it. Anything. Try one modality. Mm -hmm. Even even if you buy like recently, it's getting harder to find, but I needed it for a podcast, which then I couldn't use it, which is another story into itself. But I was doing an episode about sound healing with certain particular frequencies. And I bought a CD that has all the ones on it, the specific ones I wanted, Hertz frequencies. Yes. The the solfeggios. And That's really good. If you can't go to a sound healer, get, you know, listen to some of the solfeggios there. There's free ones on YouTube, but that's not the same as a sound healing session. It It isn't. It's it's beneficial, but it's like a taste of what's to come. It is. It is. You know, our, our technology, as far as our computers and our headphones, it just, it's not, it does not pick up the frequency the same way it crackles it i mean it's great to have a headset on you can hear it much better um unless you're a professional record you know in a professional recording studio it's just not the same there's some definitely go like everybody should at least try it one time and if it feels uncomfortable when you go that is totally normal and not everybody realizes that like ivory might have this beautiful out-of-body experience but there could be somebody that is has back aches or a shoulder ache and it's going in and trying to heal some of the trauma that we've stored in our body. And you have to breathe through it and try it again. What does it feel like to people when they're listening to a tone that is trying to heal them? And so it's hard for them to receive it. Yeah. I mean, they're, first of all, physical ailment, physical pain is like the number one thing I see. So I know every time I hit a sacral bowl, which is below the belly button, right? It's holding all of our relationships and our traumas. Everybody's lower back starts hurting. Everybody's moving and shifting around. And I think to myself, as I'm watching the room, do I keep on going or do I release this pain that they are having? But what's happening is it's been held in there. They're holding it in their bodies and it has to come out. So it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. 
almost like giving energetic birth or something, you know, to be hurting in that sacral area like that. Yeah, that sacral or, you know, they might get uh, like an anxious moment where it's anxiety in the heart. And it it is an anxiety. Like I tell them, you're not going to have anxiety. If it feels that way, we've got some heartbreak that we're dealing with or some loss or some self-worth. It's just we're storing it in our poor heart chakras because our hearts carry all the like all the chakras dump into that poor heart. What do you what do you say to yourself that you were before you started your healing journey? Oh, I, I feel I actually feel so bad for the self that I had before. Like she she didn't know. Like she just didn't know. She just uh I think went through life thinking things were supposed to be the way they were. And that that was it. Like I was just walking through life. Uh I was I thought I was really happy. Uh, I now look back and think that I was never happy. Like, I don't even know if I was born happy. Uh, there are moments where my mom's like, I don't think you came in here happy. I'm like, I think you're right. Uh, and it's taken me, uh, years and years and years to finally say like, I'm so happy with what I do. And I'm so happy being content with my life. And I wish I could tell that person who was going through the nervous breakdown that she'd be okay. And to get out of where you were. And that it would be, are you at a place where you can be kind of grateful for the experience because it brought you where you are? Yeah. And, you know, I look at everything now as the experience. It's all an experience. It's like nothing happens to us. It happens for us. And I could have said that to myself 5 million times and it didn't make a difference until the last couple of years where I needed that to happen. I needed the breakdown so that I could start magnify. Like I wanted to look at my life under a magnifying glass. I wanted to see how I was being treated by somebody else and how it was affecting other people. And I wanted to be able to do it on my own. And I didn't know that I could. Well, we're going to stop here. Uh, We're out of time. We're going to continue this conversation over on Patreon. And for all of you who are not already a subscriber, you can have seven days for free. So sign in, get your seven free days, listen to Jenna's rest of her interview, because there's more to go here. I, I know Jenna. So Um, before we end here though, I want to say, please tune in next Sunday. We'll be talking about seeing spirit, all the different forms, how to do it, how to handle it, how to encourage it to happen more. Um, and in the meantime, may your angels surround you, may your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next Sunday. So...